Oh, hey guys, hopefully you're not dead from Corona. That means if you're listening to this, you've got a lot of time on your hands, so might as well make the best of it since we're all quarantined. Cutting the Sacred Cows here with episode 20, Ron Barba from Comics Watching Comics Season 3 on Amazon Video is our guest. Don't forget, looking to advertise, please do Gutting the Sacred Cow at Hotmail.com and don't forget the FightCardGame.com as, as well as on Amazon Prime. You can buy the Fight Card Game for $14.99. And now, without further delay, Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, episode 20 of Gutting the Sacred Cow with Ron Barber doing The Big Lebowski. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that... Well, hello, everybody. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, gutting the sacred cow. We're back. Is this 20? 20. 20. We made it. We made the Jorge Posada's number, my God friend. damn it. What did we have? We had a monster run with John Fugelsang doing Gone with the Wind. Our wow. number one downloaded episode was Fugelsang. He wow. made such a political stand on Gone with the Wind. He did. I left. I, my whole world changed when I left that taping. I was I, like, I need to rethink everything I've known. I knew it was coming, and I'm glad I didn't say a word. I, you know what? I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be as visceral. It felt like a candidate who had one point to make, and he just kept me i was like i get it right it's oh racist yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing missing was his mallet as he beat us over the head with it <laughs> but it was great john was funny he was funny he was great and today jude angelini's episode has dropped doing birdman michael keaton film the, the birdman that was that was a that was an interesting one we got some good stories out of jude the, the, I took not one, but two of the audiogram stories. I saw that. The gay, the, the gay porn story, yeah. the, the gay bathroom attendant story. Two, that's how good they are. But we have more important fish to fry. Moving because forward. Because our, our guest tonight is none other than the consigliere himself. Ooh. The CEO's consigliere to comics watching <laughs> comics. You've seen him on season three of comics watching comics wearing shorts on stage. Give it up for Ron Barba, king of the list himself. Shorts on stage? He wore shorts on stage and Gaffney raped him for that one. But but his whole goop was, I'm going to come out wearing blue blockers, wearing shorts on stage and not give a shit. And he didn't give a shit. He was funny. I didn't have time for stand-up comedy. It doesn't pay. (laughs) By the way, Ron is semi-retired or retired, shall we say? I am retired unless I lose my money that I'm gambling in the market. Silver, baby. That's all you have to say. Silver, and right now, short the market. But now I'm long. I'm buying down here. Buying the dick. We don't have any useful information for you. Yeah, Jim Cramer's short-sleeved dress shorts. Fuck out of here with that nonsense. By the time you hear this, you might already be quarantined in your house. So just sit back and enjoy it if you do hear this in a few weeks and you're still alive congratulations <laughs> ron barba has selected the 1998 oh. cult film oh. the big lebowski but before we get to oh. ron's opinions we've got some oh. facts and some figures and some quotes kevin israel what did the big lebowski score on imdb as the old one through tenor with decimal points i feel like knowing that it was a it's a cult classic and not necessarily like a critical classic 
I feel like it's probably like a six and a half, seven. You would be wrong. It is an 8.1 on wow. IMDb. Jesus, wow. Now, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score. Give it to me. I'm going to go. I'm going to still good. I'm going to go with a, like a seven. No, no, no. Crit- one to 100, 100%. Oh, one to 100. I'm with 70%. 70%. No, critics said 82%. What is wrong with them? Nope. Audience. Give me an audience score. Audience, I'm going to say, is probably like an 88, 89. 94! Holy shit! <laughs> this film astronomically scored with the audience. As you said, it's a cult film. Did they? But but usually, usually the cult films are not that popular with the critics right and then the odd there's a weird audience that comes out and goes i love this movie but the audience that is uh, a part of that cult drives and forces to make it a glowing review everywhere they go that's true that's a good point budget of 15 million dollars it It wasn't on the it wasn't on the outfits i can say that much jeff well here's a bonus fun fact jeff bridges brought his entire wardrobe as the dude as the dude excuse me i do not that does not surprise me in North America, in America, it grossed 18 million, barely over budget. Worldwide, 46.7 million. Quotes: The dude abides. Ugh. Shut. Ugh. Number two: Shut the fuck up, Donnie. There was mine. Quote number three: The rug brings everything together. Kevin Israel, quotes from you. You took mine. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. Okay. This is gonna be <laughs> that. That was one of the. That was one of the few things that kept making me laugh because they just kept telling him to shut the fuck up. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, and John Turturro's characters were written specifically for them, including The Big Lebowski. Both Buscemi and Goodman have appeared in six Coen Brothers movies, while Turturro has appeared in four. Wow. Wow. You talk about loyalty. Which doesn't surprise me. The Coen brothers primarily based the dude on a man named Jeff Dowd, who helped them distribute their first film, Blood Simple, in 1984. Like the stoner character in the movie, Dowd was a member of the anti-war group, the Seattle Seven, and actually called himself the dude. I like how people still refer to themselves in third person. I guess that whole, I guess this is before Bob Dole. Yeah, I feel like this is was the last time people were like, oh, that's kind of cool. And right. now it's just ridiculous. I wonder if this Dowd guy was a big, never mind. I'm going to save my opinions for later. In the script's <laughs> first draft, the dude was revealed as the heir to the Rubik's Cube fortune. Joel Cohn later scrapped the idea, choosing to leave the dude's income a source of mystery. Can you imagine walking around with white Russians and Rubik's Cubes? I, the, every time he drank a white, white Russian, I gagged a little bit. I've, when's the last time you had a white Russian? I, I, probably back in college when we thought we were doing so. We probably had like a college-themed party around white Russians, and then everybody ended up uh, throwing up. Ding! So did I. 1999 <laughs> is the last time I had a right Russian. That's the F word or its variations is said 292 times during this movie, which is more than Scarface. Which is also the same number of times I said fuck when Ron Barber asked me to rewatch this film. I will say that I thought it was funny the scene where, uh, where what's his name asked the dude to stop cursing so much. He's like, yeah. do you have to curse so much? Yeah. That was a, that yeah. that exchange. That was all, that was the entire movie. Did they have to write curses so much? <laughs> the and the big, answer is no. The big one. See, well, cursing. See, that's the thing. We're jaded because we're New York Jersey guys. Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Exactly. You, you notice it a little bit because Wolf of Wall oh, Street was like three hundred sometimes. Yeah, I know. 
a little bit. We're I jaded. Mean, We're this jaded. This is our culture. I know. This is what's happened. I keep going. I can't Fun fact gonna... number five, and then it's your turn, Ron. The Big Lebowski was recently named best stoner movie of all time by Rolling Stone. What, what? a shit rag magazine that's become. The film beats the likes of Pineapple Express. Awful. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Fine. And, and Snoop Dogg starring Soul Plane. Never saw oh, it. What about uh, Dave Chappelle's movie? Half baked. Half baked didn't make the list. That's a fantastic movie. Well, it, beat, it said oh. it beat the, these films I'll out. I'll be on for the next one. That one next. Ron Barber. The Ron Barber. The floor is yours. Are you now in need to gut the, the sacred cow? Hey guys, welcome. Hey, welcome to my show. This is Ron Barber. No, no. Honestly, <laughs> I'm from Greenwich, Connecticut. I used to work on the trading floor down in Wall Street, and the first thing that I noticed on the in this trading floor, I, I that the mail cart was Boston. heavy. What was that? <laughs> that what? the mail cart was heavy. <laughs> Here come the. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> the first thing I, after one week of being there, I was with the, this guy that I sat next to. And he's like, "Why do all these people swear so much?" Talking about New Yorkers from Greenwich, Connecticut, just so you know. All right, all right. So that so you know, it's, it, it goes. The shit goes down the stream. Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. Anyway, so I'm I'm down on Wall Street. Everything is an f bomb, and the whole city is f bombing, and the whole education system is lost because no one has any creativity in their speech because they're dropping f bombs. Every two seconds, which I refuse to do on this edit editorial. Okay, now I'm watching this movie, and they can't stop saying f f f f because they have no creativity. All right, there's nothing creative about dropping f bombs in between every line, and it's so annoying, and it's so lowbrow. It's low writing, and it's just they wrote it for whatever it, they thought it was funny, and all the idiot dramatic actors. Is you have all dramatic actors doing comedy, all right? Let me tell you something about dramatic actors. They are terrible at comedy. Comedy is an art form. The only guy in there that is funny is the big fat guy. He's phenomenal. What's his name? Goodman. John Goodman. Goodman. He's phenomenal in Roseanne. And he's a great actor. And all those great. people on that movie are great actors. Every one of them. But none of them can do comedy. Not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Not Julianne Moore. Certainly not bringing the Italian Tortoro. Tortoro. I oh, stop. Hold on. I will take umbrage with that comment. I'm going to tell you where the, the film to go see him in is a little scene. It was a bomb, but it's fucking funny. It's a film called Brain Donors, 1991. Go look it up. He is hysterical in that film. All right. oh, I think I, just, I remember I've that. I've never movie. seen him make me laugh once in my life because he's just not a funny guy. He's just an ugly Italian guy. Just say, just, he, listen, just say, Ita- just say Italian. Just say Italian. We get I'm it. I'm Italian kind of and I'm ugly too, but I don't get my chance. <laughs> See Ron Barber tonight in Dinner Theater Murder Mystery. That's what a, I do. I do Dinner Theater. I do Discovery ID. I play the cop. I play a detective. All right? I do. I, the only thing that I can't do is be in these big budget movies with these amazing actors doing shitty scripts like the big Lebowski. Right. I mean, everything is an F-bomb. Everything is dude. And let me, all right, I met the Dwayne Reed yesterday, okay? And I and this girl goes to bag my groceries, and instead of a plastic bag, they changed the laws here in the city that now you have, she pulls out basically a paper envelope and wants to put my friggin' groceries in. I go, what is that? She goes, this is a new law. You can't do this, sir. I go, what do you mean, new law? That's a hell of a Chinese no accent right there. 
she was. I was trying to do Puerto Rican, but, but she, <laughs> they, let me tell you something. And, and, and let me tell you. And so then, no wonder I'm you like, do with all the, the acting in the big budget movies. De <laughs> Blasio is a friggin' idiot. And then I hear from behind me, "We got to save the fucking planet, man." I turn, and there's a beautiful girl there who just said that. Oh, I, the one time I dropped the f bomb right here. She says it, a beautiful girl. And I'm like, I don't want to save the planet anymore when you, beautiful women, are dropping F-bombs in your language trying to explain to me why we need to have plastic bags, okay? And the whole man and dude. And then I go watch this movie, Big Lebowski. It's like a disease of our culture. Dude, man, get high. And I love the smoke pot. I used to like the smoke pot. But this is what this whole movie is about. People getting high and saying dumb things to each other. There's not, I never laughed at once. I was embarrassed for the actors. I'm embarrassed for these dramatic actors who took on comedic roles. Philip Seymour Hoffman, way over the top playing this character. And who would really believe, who would believe in a million years that this multi-zillionaire would go and hire this scumbag guy with a million dollars? Of course, later on, you find out he's not... But it just makes no sense. Can we and title this whole episode, so Okay, Boomer? <laughs> okay, Boomer? Yeah. That's fine. That's I didn't, I didn't, when does this become the fresh you air from Terry Gross? These are my rants. These are my rants today. I can't listen to stupidity anymore. That's what I'm going to – we got to save the fucking planet, man. I don't want to save the planet if you guys – if that's the future of our planet, are you guys and these movies. I don't want to see people F-bombing. Did you just say in these movies? Long. No, movies. Oh, <laughs> He thought you said moolies, <laughs> which is what your people <laughs> call. <laughs> I was like, this is going somewhere I wow. did not see happening. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you in hydrocodone already? I know your operation's tomorrow, but the, pill, the pills must be talking. Uh, a hernia operation is 24 hours. <laughs> listen, so listen, you don't like the F word, we get it. You don't, why else don't you like this film? Break it down. I don't like F word. It just needs to be placed properly. Not every third word. Every third sentence. It's right. disgusting. So that's the first First thing, I haven't even gotten into my notes. All right, what do you have? Oh, he's got notes. Narrator. All right, this guy with the with the mustache. Oh, come I mean, on, you know who the fuck that is. He was great in mask. Don't get me wrong, he was great in mask. That's it. He's been milking that mustache for 50 years with his stupid country. Well, what you gonna do? You don't know that way. Sam Elliott. I love Sam Elliott. He's so good. I mean, look, he's a good actor, but totally unnecessary. You don't have to have a narrator in this already stupid. It's just another stupid thing to add in there. He's totally unnecessary with his annoying southern accent. All right, that's my first one. What else should I say? (laughs) Bowling. Bowling. You're going to make a movie that includes so much bowling. I mean, how dumb and boring is bowling and people that bowl? It's attached to. Well, there goes our Polish audience. (laughs) <laughs> you must have a big one. You guys have a big one. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is a great crowd out there. Again, here's the, this is like eight, this is the easiest way to find out if a movie's good or bad. The number of stars. You have so many stars in this movie. Automatic death. There's there's might be a couple exceptions to the rule, but ninety nine percent of any movie that has more than like what three stars, loser movie. That's a big Lebowski. What do you think here? All right. Cohen Brothers. I never laughed at one of their movies. I don't find them funny. I'm glad everyone else finds them funny. They also think Seinfeld's funny. I never laughed at Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Oh, shocker. Okay. Buscemi. Why is he famous? Because he's ugly. That's the only reason this guy has a job, because he's ugly. And every movie he's in, he plays the ugly guy. 
or just a guy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. He Dude, filled an interesting. He filled an interesting fuck. space in this movie. He did, and I like and I like Buscemi. But, I like him. I like him. But this but film just, is this. He, this was a nothing for me. I loved him. him. In, I loved him in Armageddon. I loved he, him in Airheads. He was he was good in Airheads. <laughs> I like him in a lot of things. I mean, Mr. Pink and Reservoir Dogs is my favorite. But this movie, he like the whole quirkiness of him. He was just yeah. like the kind of the guy that they just kept around. The whipping boy. Yeah, but and I don't see that as Steve. I thought that was, but that I think this was made before. Buscemi hit a lot of those big movies. No, 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 no right. He already did Reservoir Dogs. He already did Pulp Fiction. He yeah. already did. He already did Fargo. Dude, he did Fargo. a lot of other things. Fargo's good. I like Fargo. I mean, look, and I don't hate Fargo, but it's not that good. It was like, all right, they put a leg in a wood chipper. Whoop de doo. That was like the coolest part of the movie. The rest of it's that another loser, William H Macy Gracie. Put him in jail, the guy. He fucking. <laughs> see, now I'm dropping f bombs. He puts his he, he put money to the t- to the admissions to get his girl in school, and then he doesn't go to jail. Give me a break. Put that loser in jail so I can get an acting job. Right, <laughs> yeah, I see you filling the role of William H Macy. I'm sure that's that was going to be cross cast. <laughs> you, Ron? Can you just pretend that you walk into watching your wife getting fucked by a random guy? Ah, uh, such boogie nights, boogie nights. Come such, on, he was great in that. He was. And you're right. And boogie nights was a great movie. But we're not here to sure, talk about no. that. That was a great movie. Yes, that it was. Philip Seymour Hoffman actually played kind of a funny guy, but yet very dramatic. That was the only time Philip Seymour Hoffman. Was semi funny when he played the gay guy. All right, dude, uh, Goodman, Chinaman, Asian joke. Just the, the the actual jokes. Like he's, I mean, Goodman's character is such a he's such a. They're all trash, and he's a real trashy guy. And then in the middle, he's like, and it's not Chinaman, it's it's Asian, or I, I don't I don't appreciate that. And I celebrate Shabbos, and and as if he's a religious guy, he's a dirtbag. So his character is totally you would never believe that a character like this exists. That is what a, that is okay. note number seven on my list right here. I'll believe Christoph Walton and Glorious Bastards doesn't turn off the lights on Shabbos before John Goodman's character does in this film. Like there's no I'm well, not they did this they did address why. Yes, I mean it wasn't that he was well, a Jew. He yeah. still loves his ex wife who's yes, a Jew. I get it, and he's still living by the whole thing. I thought, what well, a, but, I'm what, not but, get but, but what a slog to but get to that get point. Into yeah. Get into it. Well, and I thought, and it's and it's funny that you say that because I thought that was going to be. I never saw this movie before. You did not. This is the first time I saw this movie. This is my second. And uh, I thought that was going to come out to be a plot point. Something about his wife, his ex-wife. You know the theory of Chekhov's gun? I think we've talked about this before. If you see a gun on the mantle, that you better that gun better be fired by the third act. Right. So when they brought that up, I was like, clearly his wife is going to come into this. And why have that? But that this this movie was an entire compilation of unfired Chekhov's guns. Oh, there you go. In the notes. Oh, in the notes. Can, we're all against this movie. Hold on. Hold on. We're not to that part yet. We're not to the verdict yet. Keep oh, going. I didn't, know, I didn't know. We have a secret mystery coming up. Okay. <laughs> this, Our audience is on the edge of their seats this waiting for the two Kevins verdict. Really yes. Did you understand, though? I've got good friends that like this movie, and I just would shake my head. When I when I would see bits of it, I never saw the full movie, and I had a very hard time watching it all the way through. I have good like, friends who suck dick. Movie, doesn't so mean I'm gonna. Anyway, uh, <laughs> for free. I mean, okay, gay for pays one thing. Continue, Ron Barba. Do you really believe that this rich guy would do, would work with a guy like Lebowski? 
ever in history where they ever had him in the room with this really wealthy guy and this slob piece of trash that that would never exist in a million years that's why it's not funny because it's so unbelievable another part that's unbelievable i hate the dude i'm not the on board with the dude everything with the dude they think is somehow funny there's nothing funny about the dude and the dude and the dude and f-bomb and the dude that's all they talk about the whole movie and they're like go classic so stupid. <laughs> All right, look, Ron Barber is very excited about the dude. Right. I don't. I can't tell on the screen because I think the color's off. But his face is changing color as we go. He's now entered a purple phase. <laughs> I've seen. You're going to blow out this hernia before you get the operation. <laughs> I've seen him turn that color only when Asian people jump at the blackjack table in Vegas when they don't ask permission when playing cards. What do you mean you're sitting down? You're supposed to ask before you jump in the seat before me, dickhead. I've seen that Don't happen. Don't mess up this shoe. How about this there shoe? There you go. <laughs> we have a nice rhythm. It's ridiculous. What other points you got? Uh, disgusting. Then, oh, Phillips. Uh, well, Philip Seymour Hoffman is overacting laugh. He's just so overacting. That was Julianne true. Julianne Moore, her English accent. It wasn't even English. It was a bizarre accent that was so fake and obviously fake. It's, and Goodman pulls out a gun with no recourse. I mean, he had recourse. I guess later he got in trouble. It was kind of stupid. Vile F-bombs. Awful. L.A. humor. This movie, oh, if you and listen, L.A., I don't hate L.A. I don't. It's, there's a lot of good things about it, but this movie had that typical L.A. duh humor that L.A. people, I guess, would find funny. It's so L.A. centric, but there are so few movies that happen in L.A. that are funny. There's a couple, but and this L.A. Is story is funny. L.A. story is good. It's one of the good ones. Half calf, double decaf, half calf. Yeah, Steve Martin. There you go. Open season on the freeway. Oh no! <laughs> You're right. It's, it, and again, it really. These actors, all these actors are really good. But the main problem I have with the whole thing is Jeff Bridges. If you saw him in Fish, Fisher King, yeah. he, he was awful. I saw him, the first movie I ever saw him was oh, King boy. Kong. And King Kong was an excellent movie with Jessica Lange. And he was excellent. I, I believe him. He's such a good actor. He was then. Then he started doing comedy in The Fisher King with Robin Williams. And I'm like, why is that guy doing comedy? He's like a very serious, nice-looking, dramatic actor. He wasn't funny in Fisher King. He wasn't. He's not a comedy actor. I hate when dramatic actors go and do comedy. I.e., Brad Pitt is another guy who does who can't do comedy, and he's trying to do comedy. I liked and, Brad Pitt in Snatch. He's great in Snatch. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Excellent. Oh, yeah. The second, oh, the, the yeah. second, and last good Guy Ritchie film. Oh really? Yeah, I love Snatch. Snatch is great. Lock, stock. Okay, so- and Snatch are the only two good ones. Turturro's accent was yeah. it black? Was it Puerto Rican? Hey, Sue. Also- no, he was he was Puerto Rican. Yeah, but it was oh, okay. All right, all right. And then that's all right. <laughs> it it, it, it kind of went black and Puerto Rican. Okay, same thing. Her life is in his hands. I hate Jeff Bridges. High, oh, the voice of Jeff Bridges. It's so whiny. It's so it's that L.A. cliche whininess that he is. He is the son of a very famous actor, right? Lloyd Bridges. Picked a hell of a day to stop sniffing glue. Yeah. That, that, that line alone shows you how funny his dad was and how good he was. And I think Jeff Bridges actually could be funny if he just had a lesser role. When he's the main guy, he's not funny. You ever see? I well, I haven't. Okay, what else is he? Arlington Road. He was great. If you ever saw that, that's a serious film. He did. Yeah, well, I'm saying he's a great. Yeah, actor. I know. I hear. You. I hear you. Tron Legacy is so good. I love Tron. It was Legacy. great actors oh, doing it. Really? I love it. Oh. Love it. Which movie? Which movie? Tron Legacy. The first Tron was mad, but the new one is amazing. The it's, first Tron was 
was the first time was not was, it was all right. The second time was was excellent. Ugh. It's it's one of the most beautifully shot films you'll ever see. Oh really? Okay. It is, and the soundtrack's fucking insane. It's great. What else? Any other? Talk like Julianne Moore. Did anyone know? They don't. She's such an affectation. By the way, her accent is called received pronunciation. You look that up. Yeah, it's a specific British uh, British dialect that the upper class uses. You know, unless you like to receive those beautiful tits of hers. All right, good. (laughs) She's beautiful. I mean, she's cute. Were those hers? Yeah, they're. Oh, you. Yeah, that's her. You saw her. There's no. There's no cutaway. You only saw her in the in the in in that scene where they put the robe on her. No, when she comes down. Right when she comes down, before she puts the robe on, you see some titty. I thought I was. No, I was. I actually froze it to make sure. Of course you did. Of course you did. I listen. I want to see tit. Hucked out a batch and then no, no, no. (laughs) She is beautiful and she is so talented. I mean, she's such a talented woman. John Goodman should have been embarrassed beating the car and those prof- the profanity. Like, this man is a brilliant That's actor, what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass over no, the was... He's so dirty I thought that was pretty funny. filthy. I'm like, why do they think this is good? I just think it's so... Is he a Mormon? Is, this, no. is he a Mormon no, or something? No, Are you, Have you found Jesus? What? Tell me about, no, the, wa- tell me, tell me about saying, the watchtower, Ron. That much profanity is so beneath all of these talents, but they don't see it that way. I'm so fascinated. I'm like... These people are from the top of the craft, and they're just – the words they're saying are so ugly, and they're trying to be funny, and they think it's funny, which says that they don't – I don't feel like they have a good grasp of what's funny. But you do you know like these are the words that are, that are coming from them specific, specifically. It's coming from their character who are – Lowbrow trash. I agree. He's yeah, the yeah. guy who watches porn and goes, "Why is she talking like that? Yeah, she shouldn't say all those words. Like, swearing. stop. Why I, is she? Where's my next fix coming from? That's her stepfather. And can you keep my daughter out of the shot, please? <laughs> this is the problem with our country: is this gross stuff that. I don't know. I guess the Coen brothers started. I think Tarantino did it with Pulp Fiction. Oh, no. You're going to oh, now. Oh, you're poking a bear. I, said I, wanted, I wanted to torch Pulp Fiction, but you guys already did it. So Pal- it's, Lynette same, did it's, that. it's virtually the same argument. Tarantino is a shitty writer, but oh. an amazing director. The Coen brothers have some great direction as well, but their writing isn't good. Writing is such a talent that I think is so undervalued in our culture. They don't even realize how important it is. They just go, oh, that was good. It's like, no, good writing is very hard and rare to find. And uh, Tarantino, he always wants to write his stuff, but he's not a writer. you got to know that you're a writer or you're not. And he, he I disagree. Wants he's a, a fantastic writer. Yeah, I'm not back with you on this, this one. It's back yeah. to this movie. I hate when dramatic actors growing up, no movies dropped. F- yeah, growing up, movies that I liked, I, they never dro- dropped F-bombs as cash. Lifetime ever. movies. <laughs> but any movie, you name it, any great movie from the 70s, the 80s, they never dropped so many F-bombs. Oh, yeah, well, on, well, The Godfather. When E.T. Uh, e. and Elliot yeah, were flying the over the trees, like he wasn't going to be like, E.T., look at this fucking view. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's got to work. Or, or when they're on the bikes, like, come on, faggots, let's go. <laughs> it's got to be in the right place if you're going to drop swears. It's got to be. Did you like Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> well, I couldn't stand it. Really? Oh, my God. For, it's great. For almost the same reason. But there was another movie that I, I immediately turned off was um, the one with the uh, Jonah Hill, the, uh, the Superman. Super Boring. Vita, he, right out of the open scene, he's like F-bombing and talking about some gross imagery. I'm like, where are these – who is financing financing this 
filth these days. It's filth in mainstream. It's Wait, bizarre. If he doesn't end this this podcast with trying to sell us on Jesus, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Dennis is Jerry Falwell over today. <laughs> you must give up the devil. Just give up the F-bombs and learn how to write without swearing. All right, so hold on hey, a second, Ron. Let, let's break this down. Funny? Let's break this down. Jewish, hey, Jewish comedians and Jewish writers – Follow Mel Brooks, okay? Not Judd no, Apatow and no, the Cohen brothers. Again, with the narrator, it's like, why were these guys this calling in favors? Oh, and we'll definitely get Sam Elliott. Are they all, like, getting high at a party? Like, oh, you should do the narration. We didn't need him to narrate. We didn't need a narrator. Sam Elliott has an amazing voice, and I would let him narrate anything. He, him, he could read the phone book. James yeah. Earl Jones. Him, oh, yeah. In I love Sam Elliott. I love my, I am kind of Tombstone. Excellent. Oh, amazing. I right. Say, amazing. Oh, I, and again, he's a, he's a very good I Roadhouse. Specifically. Oh, he was so good in Roadhouse. He, I, he was my favorite part in Roadhouse. He was good. The Swayze? He is a legend. These are they're all legends. It was a, it was a monster what, cast. This yeah. movie had a monster cast. It oh did. Oh my god! And, and great movies. These people were all in amazing movies or TV shows. And ooh, it's a letdown. What, where, where, else, where, where else? Where else did Mr. Dude, and you're entitled to be a dude. And, hey, dude, don't call me dude. And hey, we gotta save the fucking planet. That whole culture. Just throw in the trash bag. Go read a book. <laughs> so you are not a member of the Church of the Dude. Or Latter Day Saints. I just couldn't. I mean, maybe when I was younger and used to smoke, I was like, "That's cool." But I still, again, with Jeff Bridges, he's not a funny person. Sorry, it's a great actor. That rant. That rant was brought to you by the Fight Card Game. <laughs> the Fight Card Game is a simple game of chance. Pick a card, and you are ready to cheer for your fighter and how they can win. They have UFC every week. Kevin Israel, you can play this game every week with UFC fights or boxing. It is a must-have for fight fans, but also for those who get invited to a combat sports viewing. Pick a card and be invested in the bout. It's simple. Great for all combat sports like MMA, boxing, UFC, Bellator, or jiu-jitsu matches. matches. Other sports have seasons, but combat sports are all year long, so you'll get plenty of use. Host your own fight night party or be the hit at a friend's party by bringing the cards along. Learn more about the cards at thefightcardgame.com or go directly to Amazon and buy a set for $12.99. That's thefightcardgame.com. Back to you, Ron. That was cool. That was awesome. Director. You guys have real. This is this is a good show. I'm I'm happy that, that <laughs> it was. I, that there was a spot in my on a show that I was on for the first time in my 50 years <laughs> on this planet. When you start lying about your age, oh, thank you. Financing. Congratulations. <laughs> I like the Cohen Brothers movies. All right. Is that, I mean, I'm all petered out. You know. All, okay. All right. All right. All right. Say, We're going to move on. We're going to move on to critics' five star reviews. Here, these are critics. By the way, all these reviews, Kevin Israel, we I've called them from the last year or two. So these are all recent reviews. Recent. Recent. That's important. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. The Big Lebowski is easy to love and rewarding to obsess over, but for me, it's more than just a fun movie to quote. It's a comforting memory generator, and when when I watch it, if I squint, I can kind of see my dad again. What? This is not Field of Dreams, you English lit queef. What did it? What did the person's dad walk around in a robe and drink white Russians? What was? What were they and, seeing? And drive a beater car and get his ass kicked in over a rug. I just feel sorry for him if that was the truth. If one were to examine the entire cinematic resume of the Coen brothers, the Big Lebowski would assuredly rest within the top five spots. 
Oh, God. On one hand, it has many layers, but on the other hand, it's just about a dude who wants his rug back. Oh God! That just want my terrible. rug, man. One of the he tied things up or whatever he says. I'm like, this ties really? the room together. Go back to comedy school. This one I agree with. If nothing else, the dude speaks for me when he appraises the music of the Eagles. <laughs> oh, the music was great. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 no, he was in the cab scene. He goes, "I hate the Eagles, man. Turn this shit off." And the guy yeah, kicks him out. That was funny. It was a black guy listening to, it, which is, I guess, ironic. Critics one star reviews. Adds up to considerably less the sum of its often scintillating parts. Mm, I agree. Yet another in a long line of promising yet disappointing comedies from Joel and Ethan Cohen. It's hilarious. Finally! This movie seems to me almost a mishmash of the worst bits that were left out of the previous Cohen Brothers outings. Oh. Since the Big Lebowski doesn't have an idea in its head, it has to fill the empty space with quote-unquote, witty conceits. They mean concepts. This time, they have all the parts together, but someone forgot the glue. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. One of the all-time classic silly funny movies, perhaps the best Coen Brothers movie. It deserves a place on the bucket list of every guy from the 70s and 80s. For a complete viewing pleasure, watch on a big screen with speakers and cold beer or white Russians. You will never think the same of Jeff Bridges again, as he was masterful. He must have had so much fun playing the dude. Viewer advisory. The dialogue is quite full of zesty expletives and some other R-rated stuff. Not for the children or faint of heart. This film should be included on any list of the top 25 comedies, certainly of the last millennium, or the top 100 movies ever. This person has only seen three movies. They have. And this guy, best movie of all time. Oh, Oh, just coronavirus them immediately. (laughs) Can we quarantine them in Amish country? That's not enough. That's it's only like three percent fatal. We need something like step in front of a bus. They have to have comorbidities, diabetes, weakened immune system. Classic Coen Brothers perfection. If you don't like this movie, you need to go bowling more. Yeah, that's secure. Bowling. Has anybody ever thought I need to go bowling more? Guys who guys who need to get out of their house more because their wife's an annoying pain in the ass. All right, just go to a strip club. That's true. Constant laughs throughout, which will keep you entertained for the entirety of the film. This film will certainly tie the room together for any adult who likes to laugh. Wouldn't recommend it for any eight-year-olds, though. Oh, oh, thank you. Now that's the parent of the year right there. I got four more years until my daughter can watch this. Amazon one-star reviews. Ron, this is why this is our favorite oh. section. This is the open mic review section, we call this, of people who barely can put a, spe- uh, put a the, sentence together. These are the mouth-breathing, window-licking, best of the best. These oh, are people really? who have a VIP card to Golden Corral. Ready? <laughs> I got to tell you something. Amazon one-star reviews. Ordered this after my daughter's friend said if you wanted to laugh, this was the movie to view. I don't agree with this assessment. I didn't think anything in the film was remotely funny. But then he also recommended another movie that they couldn't complete a sentence with at least one F word in it. 
The whole movie was filled with F-bombs. I'm through viewing anything he recommends. I also wonder what Jeff Bridges' dad, Lloyd Bridges, would say about his son movie. I enjoyed watching Lloyd Bridges in Sea Hunt on TV. I, I, think, Lloyd Bridges would, I think Lloyd Bridges would say... You'd probably say, uh, get me out of this box, or, <laughs> thank you, or, or, I picked a hell of a time to quit watching shitty films my son made. <laughs> there you go. Forgot how much this movie sucked. Review number two. Number three. I like, see, that's, I like that. To the point. Yeah, just not get in, get out. Not only was this weird and difficult to follow, it is the Coen brothers, and I should have known better, but the vulgar language got tiresome after a while. Yeah. You now, people are all awesome. ready. sensitive sallies. Yeah, Ready for a sick burn alert? Warning, warning. They should have called us the big Lebowski. Uh, this movie was terrible. It went nowhere in the first hour. I couldn't commit to the second hour of nothingness. One that, and the last one, and my always favorite, one of the last ones, one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Even worse than Waterworld. I couldn't finish either one. I definitely wouldn't compare this to Waterworld. Now it's time for notes. <clears throat> Guys, wasn't it nice seeing Tara Reid pre-coked out, pre-botched plastic surgery? I think it was. Tara Reid was wasted in this movie. Yeah, She think? looked fantastic. I thought she And was I was hard. like, let's see. I want to see this. First of all, I want to see this $1,000 blowjob because mm-hmm. that is, yeah. you, you better be doing some magic. Second of all, and I hate feet. But they actually made her feet look good. Yeah, and I, I just, I was, I wanted more Tara Reid. That was, that was Tara Reid at her prime. Absolutely. There's a film she did ah, called Body Shot where she's naked. Watch it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. <laughs> me yeah. too. How is it? This is me. How is the dude so beloved? He's probably the most annoying improv guy who never breaks character and found three losers to worship him. <laughs> John Goodman's character to me looks like he goes to TJI Fridays five nights a week, calls all the servers by their first names, and they all hate him. Uh, this film is on the... <laughs> you, thank you. I'm going to laugh for laughter. This film is on the Mount Rushmore, Kevin Israel, as we talk about every week of films that people like to want to seem smart by liking this I film. I totally agree. This movie makes... this movie. People don't even think about... The, somebody said this movie is, is about the sum of its parts. It's it it's pieces were great, but the mo- movie itself. And I don't think people take a step back and look at the whole movie and go, what did I just watch? They like the quippy dialogue. They like the very overblown characters. But when you look at the whole movie, it doesn't hold up. My next point. This is why we do a good job together, because I wrote as my next one is this. It's, this is like a contest where. You had to create the quirkiest characters and plot. Yeah. Then they throw it all in a blender. This would be the same for me if I let, I let my four-year-old daughter grab r- grab random ingredients from the shelves, throw everything in a pot, and make us dinner. Or as everyone else calls it, Irish food. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you something, Jerry. I got I to gotta tell you, all the characters in this movie felt like supporting cast in other uh-huh. movies. Like it felt like a bunch of characters that would have been like the, like the Kramers of other movies. Yes. And but then they took all these supporting characters and were like, we're not going to have a main character. We're going to just put all these supporting characters in and see what happens. And what happens is terrible. I yes! I I appreciate the shit out of films that are not spoon feeding me like a paint by number script. But this film I feel was specifically written for those who worship at the altar of Elvis Costello, Kraftwerk, <laughs> and John Waters. <laughs> This, this film is plain nonsense with zero payoffs. And my last point, Ron, which you kind of hit before, what the fuck is the point of Sam Elliott and John Turturro? 
I hated this film when I saw yes. it in college. We got it on VHS, and everyone, this is such a great film. You got to watch it. You're a film snob. I go the hour and forty eight later. I go this sucked. They go you just didn't get it. I go no, I got it. This sucked. So when you said let's watch it again, I go oh Jesus Christ. I have not. I watched it once. I hated it. You never know. Maybe it, you know it's twenty some years yeah. later. It's gonna be good. Nope. Hated it. As the gay men on Living Color say, Kevin Israel, your notes and thoughts. I'm not nearly as visceral about this as you are. Um, I thought there was. I thought the characters were enjoyable enough. They were all characters of other characters. The dialogue at time was fun and, and ridiculous. Too and, punchy. And some of the scenarios they set up were interesting. They just never saw any of it out. It just kept building up stuff and then just walking away from it. And I read some reviews, and they and they said that was the point. That's what they were looking to do. They were specifically looking to make a movie about nothing, which is fine. If you're going to make a movie about nothing, make it. Re- it's got to be really funny. And or memorable. It's got to be. It's got. It's got to have something to it. The characters. And not, there was nothing that really stuck with me. And by the end of the movie, no. I realized I had no idea what was going on. Because sure. I couldn't even, I, I, it didn't, gra- and again, you know, I watch it at home, you're always, you always pay a little more attention when you're in the theater, but I looked at my wife and I said, what was the point of that? What just happened? And she was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So the, the plot, the plot was, the plot was terrible. The plot did what they wanted it to do, but it was bad. It right. was, it go. was bad. It was bad. And I, and every, this movie achieved everything the cones wanted it to. I'm just not a huge Cone Brothers fan, really? And I would have guessed you'd be a huge no, Cone. I no. would have guessed you would have been. And I like their, I like their drier movies. I don't like their comedies at all. I like, I, I thought No Country for Old Men was pretty good. Excellent. I thought True Grit was okay. Liked it. I thought, um, uh, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou was was okay, but that also was a movie that where you got to the end and you were like, what did I? Never going to watch it. What are you doing, but, comedy? Give me a break. But <laughs> but recently, the, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. My wife and I watched that last year, and I was like, "This." Sh- I, I don't know why I thought this was going to be an interesting movie. And then by the end of it, I was like, I was fucking angry. I had no desire to see that. What was the other one? Oh, Fargo. I like Fargo. It's you know good. what? I've never seen Fargo. It's, I re- I first I saw it, I go, eh. The second, this, I rewatched it maybe a few months ago. Good. Good. Pal, better than this. Yeah. This film, I, this I, film I was, was like. I would say the word is good, not great. Exactly. People, uh, that's another one where they were like, Fargo. I'm like, it was okay. By the way, this also. Special, this film. This movie sucked. This that's film different. falls into the Birdman category, Kevin Israel, where no one talks like that all the time. No. The correct. dialogue, especially in the bowling alley, where they're just constantly interrupting each other, does not happen. Yes. There are any pauses. It's a non suffering dialogue. That doesn't happen in real life the characters were quirky yes interesting at times fun enough for me to invest myself for an hour and 48 no people who worship at the altar of the dude are have no brains about them it is a nothing character it is a nothing burger and these people well let's just say corona's uh, fate too kind to them but there is you know what's crazy and because this is this is such a cult classic there, this is this has become like science. Uh, yeah, like science. People go to movies and quote it. It's like what you call it? Uh, why am I blanking? Rocky, on that? Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror Picture Show. It yeah. people. There's a religion based off of it. There, people follow the dude. Like and it and 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 I hate to agree, but it really shows that there's a part of our society that's just falling apart. And they all work at GameStop. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and they all work at GameStop. That was a great one. There Thank you. Go. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate it quite 
as passionately as the two of you did, but oh. I, I definitely didn't think it was the great movie that everything everybody made it out to be, and I felt like in in attempting to be a movie about nothing, it never had anything else to it. The, where are the jokes? Explain that to. If this is a comedy. Where are the jokes? Not one joke. I didn't laugh. Dude. You know what? You know what? You know what scene drove me Dude. absolutely bananas was Just the scene. The scene me. where the scene where John Goodman was beating the car and the kid. Who was who they thought he tricked with the homework and he just sat there and watched. And I get that, like, and the whole time I was like, is it going to turn? Are they going to be like, oh, well, you know, he's retarded or he's deaf or is there going to be a punchline to this where the kid was just looking and they're like saying this whole thing and they were going to be like, he doesn't speak English. And that was going to be the punchline. Like, you just said, there was nothing. No. He just, and then he just looked at, and then the neighbor came out and was like, why are you beating my car? And there was nothing with that. Nothing ever happened with anything else that happened in the movie. It was just all these little bits of scenes. And you know what? Kevin, you called it perfectly. It felt like an improv show uh-huh. where they just kept t- trying to tie stuff together. And then by the end of the show, you were like, I don't think anything just happened. Okay, where am I? Uh, a Guatemalan prison. <sighs> okay, a Guatemalan prison. And uh, dude, I get a white Russian in a Guatemalan prison. <laughs> Fuck. You yeah. so yeah. much of that in our culture, that kind of stuff. I hate it, it. It went no again. This is for this is for the old comedy scene that people who want to seem smart and off the beaten path. This was not yeah. funny. It made yeah. me feel like a, it was like a, one of those Christopher Guest movies. I have not. Oh, there you go. Oh, I, love I have that. not seen a Christopher Guest film yet. Now. They're in the queue, but I'm not looking forward to it. I've only I've I've only seen parts of them. I've never seen a full one. And each of those movies, I'm like, I know they think they're funny. And I know they're trying to be smart and catch a little bit, a niche in society, and I don't get it. Like, I just, it's just not for me. And it's, and I feel like it's specifically tailored for people like us who just generally like movies to go, you're not going to like this. You're dumb. Specific people like this. And it's not you. It's not, it's a little more highbrow than Ace Ventura. There's a lot of people wearing turtlenecks. You're not going to like it. Oh, they're wearing sweaters crisscross over their shoulders. (laughs) Mustaches. Everybody has mustaches. You don't get it. With wax in them, or riding a unicycle, making your own soap. All right, let me tell you, do that in Park Slope. Let me tell you, wearing suspenders isn't going to get you played. All right, there, pal. All right. I love IPAs. No, you don't. They taste like shit. No, you don't love Paps Blue Ribbon either. It's a piss beer that got popular as a joke. You yeah. queef. Stop being ironic. Nobody Stop. likes it. <laughs> this film is horrible. Kevin Israel did. did give me a scale of one to ten of uh, the Big Lebowski. Three, two. Ron, Ron Barber, give me a, bar, a, a, a oh, number one to how ten. How can I go? There was there was one direction like it was kind of cool when he was bowling when they did the the, the direction kind of the direction. Oh, the cinematography! Like, you got to get a style yeah, point yeah, out of that. That, that kind of made me nauseous. Did it? It made it me a little. That's the one. That's it, right there. It's the only thing that I was like, oh, that's interesting. I hate this film. I hated it. It's from the jump. worst. It's one it's of not the worst, worst in our society. It's bad. Oh, not because of the film, because of the love for the film. That's where the hatred goes. I don't care about half these talents that are out there that I don't think are talented. It's that they're so loved, and I'm like, why? It's not good. This film is like sickle cell anemia. I'll never get it. Oh, <laughs> Ron Barbo, where can we find you? Where are you going to be? You can here? find me on the operating table tomorrow for my hernia on 64th and 2nd. Thank you very much. Can you Facebook Live that? Yeah. 
Uh, so the next thing that I'm doing, I'm doing this Friday night. I'm going to be the host of uh, Broadway Comedy Club, Al Martin's famous comedy club on 53rd and 8th. I am the host of the 8 o'clock show, stand-up comedy host. Come check me out. So that's Fridays there. Then I'm doing a show here called uh, Late Night at Ron's. You were on the first version. With the, that's uh, what we're calling it now, the uh, the dinner with uh, my dinner with well, Jackie it's, Martling? Well, it's, it's either going to be called uh, Free Lunch or Late Night at Ron's. <laughs> Free Lunch is the best one. You like free lunch? Free lunch is perfect. There's no such thing. All right, so maybe no, there we'll is when you're involved with with Jackie. That's true. Thank God. But I, because I always buy Jackie's meals, and that's <laughs> it. I'm really just not that. And then we'll work it on. You know, be in uh, Kevin Israel. Where can we find you? You can check me out at kevinisrael.com for my calendar and all my other stuff on Twitter at kevinisrael underscore nj and on Instagram at kevinisraelcomedy. Kevin Goatee, G-O-O-T-E-E dot com. Uh, other than that, though, check it out, KevinGoatee.com, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. More importantly, continue to pile in with those reviews for Gutting the Sacred Cow on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio. Damn it. Also, more sponsors are needed. How else do you keep this genius train rolling? By sponsors. We have stickers for you guys, for the love of Pete. Gutting the Sacred Cow. Tell a friend. Have him share. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Ron Barber, you are a peach and a gem. I wish you Godspeed on the operating table. Thank you. And I will, uh, I'll see you for Power Lunch next week when I'm back then. All right, buddy? Thanks for having me on the show. I had a great time. Thank you, Thanks, man. Ron. Thank you so much, man. Buddy, it's Thanks a pleasure. Time. Take care. Aloha. The fight card game is a simple game of chance. Pick a card, and you are ready to cheer for your fighter and how they can win. It's a must-have for fight fans, but also for those who get invited to a combat sports viewing event. Pick a card and be invested in the bout. It's simple. Great for all combat sports like MMA, boxing, UFC, Bellator, or jiu-jitsu matches. Other sports have seasons, but combat sports are all year long, so you'll get plenty of use. Host your own fight night party or be the hit at a friend's party by bringing the cards along. Learn more about the cards at thefightcardgame.com or go directly to amazon.com and purchase a set for $12.99. That's thefightcardgame.com.